uh, Leah Valley with Love Music. Well, you're so excited to talk to your favorite band. I might have a jazz album, I might have a folk album, I might put out a dance album. I don't know. I remember this one time. I've been writing some songs and I and I went out this I'm just going right in on this story. I went out and so <laughs> And listen, it's gonna be everybody's favorite band. This is weird music. I'm a lot of opportunities sprung up pretty fast. The affirmation just kept happening, like you're doing the right thing. Welcome to Lehigh Valley with Love Music. I am your co-host, Philip Reese, and along with Mr. Lehigh Valley with Love, George Wacker, we seek to bring you the very best in music happening in the area and the stories behind them. Hopefully bringing you something you hadn't heard or didn't know, all in an effort to enhance your enjoyment of live music. Each month we connect with artists, musicians, bands, and the like who are either from the area or have played here at a festival like Music Fest or one of the many venues that consistently bring exciting live music to the Lehigh Valley year-round. We're I muted. muted us. I muted us. Okay. We're muted. So, it was a very <laughs> I had to get the international sign of muted. Anticlimactic uh, <laughs> beginning. No, it's exciting. It's only been two years of this, you know. We'll get I know, it. I figured we'll it out. I can, un I can learn how to unmute. Very soon. <laughs> Quickly, to begin, hello and welcome everyone to Leah Valley Would Love Podcast Music Edition. Happy, your... happy Mardi Gras yesterday, That's Ash right. Wednesday today. I, I'm your host, George Wacker. Well, I'm a co-host, George Wacker, with our other co-host and um, editor, Philip Reese. I want to thank our sponsors right off the bat, Arts Quest, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub in on the south side, and of course, Michael Bernadin with Remax. Realty, and we have a new sponsor coming in. I can't name them yet. We still gotta do all that kind of stuff, but it's really exciting. So if you do, I love want the secrecy. To, I know, well, that secrecy. I just don't want them to like back out. If, <laughs> and my um, phone just gave me an alert. Uh, we've just gone right. live on Twitch. So yeah, if you do want to get in touch with us, we would love for that. But let's get into it because they're not here from us. They're here for. Uh, Mr. Greg Adams, I want to talk about Tioga first. They are a modern indie rock band born in Philadelphia with roots into New York City and Allentown, we're going to find out. The quartet has established their signature blend of new wave indie rock and synth pop, which is, sounds great to me. Yeah, They've grown to embrace goth pop tendencies as well, a whole lot of synth, drawing influences from new wave indie rockers, uh, you know, think the killers, think bleachers, but also think, you know, Bruce Springsteen as well. Let's bring in Greg Adams from Tioga. Yay! Hello, Greg. What's going on? How's it going? From the far reaches of Allentown. I thought you'd be further away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this may be our closest virtual interview ever. <laughs> well, I mean, you are right that the uh, you know the band claims its roots um, in Philadelphia, but recently I have uh, moved back to the Lehigh Valley. I grew up in. Bethlehem. My parents met at Music Fest, actually. In what? what a great story. Yeah, 1984 or something. 19? No, 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 no. Not that early. 1990. Did they really meet at Music Fest? Yeah. What, like, what was there a story behind it? Like, were, were they yeah. at the, the ticket booth? Yeah, the... so my, <laughs> my dad um, was wearing a white t-shirt. He was coming out of uh, Rips, I think, 
Um, Rippers. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, okay. Of course. He was this coming is out. great. This is already <laughs> the best podcast. <laughs> he was coming out of that bar with his friends, and he had a shirt on that he got bungee jumping the day before. And it said just it just one word. It said boing with a <laughs> uh, exclamation point. Nice. Okay. And the t-shirt caught my mom's attention. And <laughs> my mom was too um, timid to approach him on his own. So uh, she was with like her sister and all her friends. And she sent uh, an envoy to approach my dad. Um, <laughs> an and entourage. My, yeah. My dad, 20 or so years, 25 or so years later, will say that um, he was hoping that the woman that my mom sent was the one who was in. <laughs> and then when, when the story was actually. Uh, That's amazing, man. Your dad. Yeah. yeah. So. And what then, uh, you know. Story. Yeah, well, I think that should give you carte blanche to always play Music Fest. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like how you, if you win the Masters, you're allowed to play the Masters for the rest of your life, no matter how bad a golfer you are. This is the thing. Like, no matter if you're a band or not, you guys should be allowed to play. Yeah. You, you'd think it was that easy, but I think if the, uh, if the bar was set at your parents had to meet at Music Fest, I think <laughs> there'd be a lot of people playing music. Yeah. 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 It, it'd be 20 stages and three months long. Because, yes, and mostly terrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, but that's great. What an awesome story. That's a great way to kick things off. We even have some Music Fest video, but I don't know. Do you want to play that now or do you yeah, want to play I'll, it later? Because well, we it'll give in, people uh, a flavor for your band. Yeah, yeah go for it. Add on. By the drummers looking up until that. Oh, yeah. I've got this for you. Know, when you can really rock this pavilion, people dance. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, especially at 11 p.m. On, during music. Right? Yeah, this was uh, this was after the Red Elvis had been across the street. We were getting Red Elvis's crowd. And, oh, nice. We know what their crowd is like. And uh, that was also the night that a storm was rolling in. That's what um, that's what the drummer's was Daddy saw, like, lightning. Yeah, yeah. Lightning. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's so probably we, the night we were, whatever. But yeah, we had the uh, We had the sound guy kind of motion to us and say, like, hey, we're about to get hit. Like, you guys mm -hmm. have... <laughs> one more song and uh i think it might have been the song right after that and we skipped ahead and we were so excited to play uh another song it was the we were debuting it it's uh it's gonna be on an album that you know we don't even have a release date for yet and it was just this loud chaotic song and like stuff was flying and people were the wind the, the wind really was, kicked up was kind of about um like the it's, it's kind of apocalyptic uh in the lyrics so i just it was just so cool as a songwriter being able to like sing that song in in the middle of a tempest yeah and like 
stop this. It felt like it felt like being um, in that string quartet at the end of Titanic is what it felt. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so really I was I was I was there because that's the video that I shot. And and you're right, like that. It was one of those storms where you saw the lightning, the wind kicked up, but there was still no rain. So yeah. like everyone was like, can they play one more? And they played one more and they played another one. And then it was just like, <laughs> OK, keep squeezing this. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like the, yeah. the rain came down, yeah. like like the like I, the heavens had opened. I will also say I burned that pair of pants after that show. Um, I, I thought that they were going to look way better than they looked. <laughs> and like, off the stage, they look like um, sweatpants, kind of. But like but that's in style now, though. It's like the I, yeah, I, I guess. Sweatpants to Walla the other night, and I was like, I feel okay about this. I like, guess, but like, they're supposed to be like <laughs> wool dress pants, and they're. And they just look like I'm wearing joggers. So he did kind of look like he came from the gym. Well, the bassist looks like he's kind of wearing those, you know. And you can see the wind out. kicking up. Everyone's hair is getting yeah. tussled, and yeah, it was it was pretty. Great, that's a great shot. Good job, Phil. You're a good cameraman. That's you know. Um, listen, I'm multi uh, multi talented. So I, I'm just curious how you you know you you went came from Bethlehem. You know what yeah. is your path to. Uh, to form Tioga, and then tell me too why it's named Tioga. Because you like when I see it, I would normally read it Tioga, right? Sure. Um, so the band formed in 2016. Um, I, like I said, I grew up in Bethlehem. Um, I moved to Philly for school. Um, I attended Drexel University, um, and I met uh, Derek, the guitar player. Um, and he was booking shows at the time and I had a band in high school. Um, and I took off, I kind of took a hiatus from live music. And I was looking to get back into it. And, uh, he was booking DIY live shows in Philly basements. Um, and I knew him from a class and I was like, can you put me on any of the bills that you're putting together? And he was like, sure. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about like the Philly DIY scene, but it's, you know, it's very much a very specific type of music um, and it's all mostly originals. Um, so me, a Bethlehem, a Lehigh Valley kid coming from the circuit of, you know, I'd play the the Our Lady Perpetual Help Carnival, uh, sure. you know, on the, in the summer and we would do like Jimi Hendrix covers and stuff. So like I I'm, I'm getting ready to do my version of Landslide in this Philly basement. He's like, oh, no, you can't do that. Like you need to. <laughs> <laughs> you need to like write some music and play. So I wrote like I was so excited. I wrote maybe like three songs in three days, and my set was only thirty minutes. It was like it was like six songs total, and I did end up doing that landslide cover, by the way. But uh, and it uh, killed. At, oh yeah, hell yeah, it did. <laughs> Everyone in the audience was probably like, "Finally a cover!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh I'm yeah. Tired of this DIY. We're bringing this Greg guy back. <laughs> yeah. So by the end of it, Derek, Derek was like, "We have to start a project." Um, so he kind of he roped in the bass player Austin, who at the time uh, he and Derek were in a pop punk group in Philly together that was falling apart. Um, and then for the next two years. Uh, it was the three of us and then whatever hired gun, we, hired gun we could get behind the drums to play our music with us. Um, so we went through a bunch of drummers. Um, and then Henry, our fourth member, he's there with the, the shades and the beanie. And it's Henry and, with an I. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's his that's his God given his uh, his uh, parents given name. Um, <laughs> but if God uh, gave it. That would be. Whole, yeah. Whole <laughs> <laughs> He'd be. He'd, he'd be doing more than just playing drums. <laughs> um, 
but he was he was uh, fronting his own projects in Philly, um, and we were going on tour, and we didn't have a drummer. And he said, "Hey, I also play drums." Um, and so he tagged along with us. And by the end of the ten days or so that we were on the road, he was our, our permanent drummer. And you guys uh, definitely have a feel of, and you can almost see it here in this image that we've got playing right now. That it, you're all probably multi instrumentalists. Like the, yes. the 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 bassist plays guitar. You just talked about the drummer could be a front man. You do guitar and synth. You know whatever. Like you can tell that you guys are all musicians. Yeah. And then you settle into a role. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for for the first fourteen months of the pandemic or whatever, you know, however long it was until we were able to get back. Actually, the video that you're playing right now is the last pre pandemic live performance we ever did. Uh, that's February 2019, and then the for world changed. Years, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, so so for that for all that time, we were uh, pretty much a studio band, and uh, you know, just working on stuff as we could, um, and doing online content similar to this, and doing live uh, you know live streams and stuff. But like you said, I play synth and guitar. Derek, the guitar player, plays keys and guitar. Austin, the bass player, plays drums, bass, guitar, piano, and Henry plays drums, bass, guitar, keys, sure. and everybody sings. So. And I think where that comes out is even if you're continuing to play the bass, you're going to play it in different ways if yeah. you know how to play other instruments and same for the others. So like yeah. it really comes across that you have a pretty diverse offering of songs where a one song will be like, oh, this sounds just like this band. And then the next one will be like a totally different sound. Still all from the same kind of neighborhood, yeah, but very different. And, and you even mentioning too, like, that it used that you were very much a studio band. You guys play those songs live, very true to the studio. Like some people sound great in the studio and then like slop on stage. You yeah. guys really carry that over to where it's definitely a live performance. Like you don't want it to sound like yeah. it's a recording, right? But it's still very true to the recording. And so I just I don't know. I, I thought you guys were awesome. I really appreciate that. I mean, one thing that you touched on there. Um, one of the other strengths to having. Uh, you know, a bunch of guys who all play those different instruments and have respect for how those different instruments fit into an ensemble is, um, you know, everybody has an understanding for and a respect for how all the instruments are supposed to come together live or in the studio. You know, it's not the drummer saying, oh, the drums need to be louder. It's not the guitar <laughs> player who shows up to the gig and the, and the show is in a postage stamp of a room, but he's got the Fender Twin, you know, that, that blasts, you know, <laughs> right. 5,000 decibels. You know, it's not that kind of band. It's a band yeah. that is very considerate of, um, you know, how all the different pieces fit in together. And I think that's been one of our biggest strengths. And then uh, the second thing that you touched on there about arrangements and live versus studio, you know, for the stuff that we can't make sound like the studio, um, we are very unafraid to just flip a song on its head and, and mm -hmm. just completely different arrangement. The video that you're playing now um, of our song Undercurrents, uh, the, the Fairmount session. Um, <laughs> um, it's always sexier if you can have it, like, you know, with a, we call a parenthetical. It. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, this song, we do it completely differently uh, live. You know, we do like an all-electric version, even though the studio the studio version is very pulled back acoustic guitars with some 
samples that you know we took of just like nature um and then tonight i'm gonna play it in a way because i didn't write the guitar part henry wrote the guitar part and he, it's mm -hmm. like open e tuning and i'm totally if he watches this i'm he's gonna be like screaming <laughs> he better <me>. watch <laughs> i'm gonna send him the link i'm gonna say fast forward to this time so right oh we'll timestamp it <laughs> so you can watch me butcher your guitar and it'll yeah <laughs> so, yeah that's got to be interesting too, though. Like you're you're kind of learning from each other as well. You all have like multidisciplinary type stuff. You must the stuff that you guys must do in sessions when you're creating stuff must be really interesting because you're you're all able to do what each other is doing in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, I mean, right now we're recording our second um, LP, which is what I alluded to, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, pretty much every every time we we get into a recording session. I mean, everybody's got a guitar part on the track, right? It's like everybody's got an idea. Everybody's got like a specific way that they play guitar. Yep. Uh, you know, there are parts that we know are going to go in that are Austin parts that like before he even shows up, we know are going to be there. And then oh, it's like, hey, we need you to do the thing that you do. Can you do the <laughs> right. Well, it's good that you yeah, celebrate those differences instead. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not how I would have done that. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> no. We're like, I'm, I, I know exactly what this needs. It needs right. This yeah. needs some Austin. Mm -hmm. And you can also tell you guys just have a, a blast playing together. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you can tell that there's fun on stage. And, and what I always love about music and art in general is when there's, like, nonverbal communication going on, which yeah. you find a lot in jazz music. But here, you guys are doing it within your own songs. Oh, yeah. And you can just tell there's, like oh, they know exactly what they're about to do. And I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, a great example of that is uh, we opened for Low Cut Connie maybe two or three years ago at the uh, the ArtsQuest Center awesome. um, on the third floor. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. Low Cut Connie killed it. But uh, I remember in our first song, Austin's like connection to his pedal board just stopped. There was just something stopped working in the million cable long sure, yeah. channel from bass to amp. And let me tell you, he and I had a a nonverbal conversation of a long oh, night while I'm up there playing the guitar and looking at him as there's no bass <laughs> in this very bass heavy song. And he's like panicked, trying to it looks like he's trying to start a fire with two sticks and on his pedal board. <laughs> Like, you you guys are talented enough. He could have just started like beatboxing. There. <laughs> you know? like, I got a mic that works. Yeah. Around it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's well, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I don't I don't want to forget about it. why why Tioga. Okay. Um, yeah. So we were looking for a name for the band, um, and I was looking at lists of um, words around uh, that that like names of things around in and around Philadelphia. Um, Cause we wanted something that kind of represented where the band formed. And um, one of the words that, you know, we had kind of seen everywhere uh, was Tioga. There's a Tioga street. Um, mm -hmm. So I looked back and um, there's actually, there was a guy from Bethlehem in the 19th century who walked all around uh, to different uh, native American tribes in the area. So like in and around the tri-state area um, and one of the words that he documented, because I, I believe Tioga was anglicized at that point and was in use, um, but the word was Teogen or, or Teogen, and it meant a gathering place or a, a gathering point. Mm -hmm. um, 
and Philadelphia was kind of that convergence for us. And, and Tioga is that convergence for us because we're all coming from different, um, you know, ge geographical backgrounds. We're all coming from sure. different locations. We're all coming from different places musically. Um, you know, Derek fronted uh, a hardcore band before he decided to, you know, be in this. And, and Austin has always been into pop punk and I've always been in my own thing. And, um, you know, all that stuff kind of blends and converges uh, in this band. And, that, and that's why we named it Tioga. But I say Tioga and not Tioga one to differentiate ourselves from the camper van and the, yeah. the county and the street. But also, too, because um, just based on my research and what I looked up, it's a little bit closer to the pronunciation of um, that. That of the, Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's a great, great, that great. A way uh, more interesting answer than I thought I was going to get. That's, that's really, <laughs> no, it is. It works. It's almost too good. I don't know. I thought, like, it's. Tioga Street. We knew this guy. It was. It's, it's Henry's middle name. I don't know. It could be Henry's middle name. I'm not sure. It was. I walked out of the Wawa after getting my wooder and I saw. Yeah, yeah. The, the wooder. Um, so this might be helpful for one thing that we always hear from from people who, who watch our interviews is um, like how to like what songs should I listen to? Because I don't know this band. They seem interesting to me. If you were to pick two or three songs that would represent Tioga, what would you recommend someone would go listen to? Well, I mean, the answer that I want to give is all the stuff that we're working on now because right. I'm so excited. So we'll reserve a spot for one of those, but maybe two others that that would kind of yeah. show the, yeah. the you know the scope of what you guys do. You know, I think um, "Break Me In" is one of our most aerodynamic, tight, um, realized songs in terms of just sonics, and you know, it hits you very quickly, gets to the hook very quickly. Sure. It's, uh, in my opinion, one of the catchier vocal hooks I've ever written. Um, I actually wrote the hook when I was 16. Um, and then it stayed like way back here in my brain for a really, really, really long time. And then it didn't resurface for another eight years or, or when, 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 it, when it was time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a bunch of little ideas like that, that, that gestate and then they come out. Um, but then I think also... I mean, the polar opposite of that song, obviously, is our most recent release, which is uh, called Undercurrents. That sure. is streaming now, too. Um, that song is the most, um, I would I would say, it's the most genre-defined, I think. I, okay. I, I think all of our other music, and maybe this is just the bias of, of being the person who writes the music and not the person who listens to the music, but like... All of our other music is, is very hard to pin down, I think, in terms of what exactly it sounds like, um, or like you can't really maybe describe it in one word as easily as I feel like you can describe undercurrents. Um, undercurrents came together very quickly and we knew, it's actually the fastest song I've ever written. Uh, Henry wow. sent me a demo and I wrote the lyrics in 30 minutes, but um, wow. we, we knew immediately it was like fall vibes, autumnal, uh, acoustic guitars and that that actually really helped us uh, connect with a fan base online because we had a very realized vision of what that song was going uh, sure. to be or what we wanted it to be to people so those are the two songs I'd say Break yeah. Me In and Undercurrents and so that's probably a good time to maybe take a pause here and let you play Undercurrents and then we sure. can come back and talk a little bit more sure absolutely okay We'll, uh... Since you gave it such a great intro, we might as well let you uh, <laughs> rip. Let's let's shred right now. All right. 
I'm still we're gonna so we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Okay. And let you. Come yeah, we'll let you take center stage. stage. It's your it's your show now. All right. I'm Greg from Tioga. This song is called Undercurrents. You can hear it everywhere. I saw a stranger in my reflection Running for fear of introspection Dreams of endpoints and accolades Where will they leave you when the spotlight fades? Was there ever a moment where you thought it could be real? This undercurrent you're forcing yourself to feel. Ooh. Ooh. Now I got my ear against the outside of a tin can and I want to hear the ocean but sometimes I can't stop listening and if you're gonna leave me promise me I'll see it coming Press your heart against the glass, baby. I'll come running. Was there ever a moment where you thought it could be real? This undercurrent you're forcing yourself to feel. And was there ever a moment where you thought we'd make it up? undercurrent is forcing us all down. And so what I will tell people who don't know the song is to go check it out because Greg was absolutely right. That is a totally <laughs> different version. That is like the uh, you know the the NPR singer songwriter version of this really killer song. So it's really nice to be able to compare those two. So go check out 
undercurrents wherever you get your streaming services. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And come see us live because that song is totally different live. Not oh, a, I'm sure. Mario and acoustic guitar to be seen when we play it live. I will say. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, it, it's a very cool song. And I would say, so <clears throat> you guys do compare your sound to a bunch of different people. And that's always what I find is a better way to do it. Like, I kind of hate the whole genre thing. Mm -hmm. Usually I just say, and then people will ask me, like, who's on? And I'm like, well, they're in, they're in the excellent genre. People who have watched the, you know, people who have watched this before heard me say that before. But my point is, it's like it's irrelevant. But when someone says, "Oh, you know, help me understand, like, who, what do they sound like?" Then I'll usually pick bands that are like, okay, they're kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Yeah. I've always said for you guys, it's and this is probably more your older synthy stuff, but it's very much to me. I think your voice sounds like Morrissey a lot, and then, um, but a Depeche Mode sound, especially with the synth in there. And it's funny because you've listed a lot of other bands that you guys definitely sound like, but not those two. And it's just interesting to me because those are the two that I think you sound more like than anything else. Well, we get we get the Smiths all the time. Yeah, right. Smiths would work, <laughs> so, too, yeah, for Morrissey. Yeah. So that's, so that's something I try to, well, at least in the band bios, we try to steer away from it because we know that it's something that we're going to get. Um, oh, I can. Yeah, that's yeah. probably smart. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, you know, I, I know a lot of people love. Morrissey and well, maybe not his politics, but his music. Um, oh, you know, right, yeah, exactly. No, you got to so separate I, the art from the artist. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I, I wear that with a badge of honor whenever I get that. And then Depeche Mode, yeah, you know, I, I love, I love them too. I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I try very hard not to be um, pigeonholed by my the voice that I was born with, but at the same time, I try to lean like I lean in to the drama that I can create with my voice. Um, Certainly. And I think that we try uh, to arrange music that fits that. So Depeche Mode is definitely a, a touch, one of the, one of our touchstones for sure. Totally. And Especially there was that phase where you did um, Bad Things and Imaginary Friend. Mm -hmm. um, and I think those are two songs that definitely fit that kind of sound. Um, yeah. And again, studio is great, live even better. Um, so if you can get come to see you guys live, but definitely check out their, their music. It's really, really good. Even if we want to take one second to even go to take your, let's maybe start your story from the beginning, mm -hmm. that album that has tigers on it, which might be my favorite song. Uh huh. Uh, and it's so early on though. Like it's, it's yeah. so much more like an earlier sound. Yeah. Different than these other ones, but I think it's just such a great song. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and so I don't know if you want to talk through like, how did the band forms and then you're starting to, to put out this good quality sound and it's accepted, uh, you know, the acceptance is strong. So like, how did, how did that feel right in the beginning there where you guys were hitting your stride? Well, so I would say that Tigers, and unfortunately I don't think Tigers is on our, our profile anymore. Um, th those first two EPs, I, I think we might've pulled down. They might be on Bandcamp. I'm not sure. Um, but um, you know, Tigers and that whole first EP, I don't know if you, you've listened to anything else on that first EP, but it very oh, much. Totally us trying on different hats and having a very just all over the place i mean tigers sure. i would say is probably like of those five trailheads on that original ep um tigers is definitely the one that we kind of plowed down uh the furthest moving forward um and and tigers just it felt it felt the easiest um it felt like it, it was a song that we got the most positive reactions from. So, you know, you, you want to kind of go back to that well whenever you can. Right. Uh, and the name of that EP was Sycamores? Yeah. Yes. Um, and actually the, the final track on that album, Sycamore, was like, it was like a country song. It was like a country. It, honestly, it sounded like 
It was this, I mean, I love the song. I, I still love the song. Um, right, right, right. And we used to we used to rock the house down with that song when we used to play it. But um, it, honestly, like if I was gonna sell uh, like Jeep Grand Cherokees to a song, I. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that but, is a great metaphor. And that's a total departure from where I think we are now as a band, which is just so cool to look back on um, every song we've written that's gotten us to where we are now. And, you know, I, I don't look at any like even even some of the songs that I wouldn't maybe play live anymore. Um, at, you know, I, I still look back on them lovingly because. I think like I had to write that song to, to be able to write the next song or I had to. Yeah, you know, it's, like a, it's a chapter in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so even another song on that, uh, that EP dream eater I, it is a great, great song. Like I listen to that one. I'm like, there's no reason why that wouldn't have been on like alt rock radio at the time. Yeah. Like even today, like it should be out there. Like it's a very <laughs> poppy, but in a good way song. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. an earworm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, that that's, that's a song that, you know, if we're if we're ever playing like a 90 minute music fest set might creep its way in to like the the opener for the. For well, the if you're if you're in my my in my communications to set you up for this, I actually requested that song when I thought it might be all four of you that could oh, play. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I sent over saying, hey, can they play this one for the early phase? And, uh, you know, and I something say, newer. Say we've, we've been known to do an acoustic version of Dream Eater, too. And I think it's I mean, it's really, really a great song. <laughs> Thank you. And it's, so I just looked, I, I purchased the EP off of Apple Music and it's gone. I, it's not even in there anymore. Oh, well, you should. You, well, Unless I, because I own it, it's not showing awesome. up in the search results, but that's that, that shouldn't be. It still should be there. Anyway, well, I hope you still have access to it. Um, but so I have it so I could just bootleg it for anybody listening. Excellent. If you want it, yes. I'll just rip yes. it for you. Speaking of bootlegs, <laughs> I remember that brings back a visceral memory. Um, we, we I love two, visceral memories. When we had two EPs out uh, before we had any like CDs pressed to sell or anything, when we were going on tour, we bought, I, I remember we bought these like brown cardboard CD sleeves with blanks mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we made our own bootlegs of EP, it had EP one and EP two on it. And we, hand wrote out the track list and we had a little stamp and we stamped Tiago on them and we just gave them out for free. That would be super cool though to have. Yeah. I don't, I, I Austin might have one. Yeah. Um, if somebody like, has that, who's listening, yeah, post it on Twitter like or something. That would just be really cool to see. Yeah. Austin, CD Austin, visor. Austin is right. the band, Austin's the band historian, but he's also a pack rat. So like he'll lose stuff in his like pile of 40 bass guitars. Cause it always gets him where he doesn't, <laughs> give any of them away so he's probably got one of those bootlegs he also has and i haven't forgiven him for this but we made a 45 on one of those instant vinyl recordings when we were on tour in nashville we went to jack white's third man records yeah, yeah. And oh he's awesome. a booth he's a little booth um that you can pay like five bucks to make your own recording we walked in uh with this like little crappy guitar that was Is in the jack studio uh and the four of us crammed into this it's like it was like a photo booth size thing we crammed in and we did our four-part four part harmony acoustic of the song, The One, which actually you were playing, George, you were playing the video to um, mm -hmm. earlier. And uh, it was so cool. Like like 10 people, like the, everybody in the store was kind of gathered around us because they're like, oh shit, like what are these people doing? And actually, <laughs> a couple of them came to the show that night. So it was, a, it was a pretty cool little- uh, It was a good advertisement. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel when, like you're a guy who grew up in the Lehigh Valley, uh -huh. has you know has success in a, a larger city in a larger area that the music scene is clearly just because of the size is, is bigger how is it for you coming back home to play is it 
something you, you look forward to? Do other Philly bands look forward to playing up in this area when they get the opportunity? Um, you know, I, I think that music fat, like, so here's the thing. My music life is very much in Philly and New York. Sure. Um, so like the bands that we're friends with, the bands that we play with, the bands that we tour with um, are all like based there and most of them also live there so whenever i see a band that's playing up this way i'm like oh like worlds collide you know um but <laughs> funny I, seeing you here uh-huh yeah. yeah or or i'll be like you know I'll, I'll have a little like oh how neat is that that this band that i love is going to play at this uh music festival that i've been going to since i was three years old mm -hmm. and also play at you know so that's it's that's a really cool uh experience for sure i don't I might have gotten sidetracked in my answer there. I'm not sure if I answered. <laughs> no, it's just because it's interesting to me. Like I didn't know that you know you were from here. I didn't know that yeah. about you. So it's interesting that and that your parents met at Music Fest. It's uh -huh. such a fun story that you know having success in a larger city and, and coming back to play here can be. I would imagine it'd be somewhat special. But then also as a as a band, it's cool. It's cool for us as people who live here to see established bands like yourself making this a stop. On their, right. their tours. Right. And George, I mean, the other thing I'll say is, you know, especially post pandemic, but I think we were getting there anyway. Um, so much of what happens in the music world is now, at least at, at, at the 95% of the tail, um, you know, so much what ha of what happens starts online and so much of what happens can, can happen remotely. True. Um, so True. like, even even if I'm living in Allentown and I'm not pounding the pavement in Philadelphia every night or I'm not pounding the pavement in New York City every night, I'm not missing a whole lot other than like onset hearing loss from being in loud New York bars. Which you know, there's a time and a place. I love I love my New York bars, but um, you know, Abe's Pagoda or uh, you know Mercury Lounge, we play there all the time. But sure. Um, yeah, you play a good bit in New York because of one of your band members being there. Probably networks up that way. I know. Yeah, I know you guys yeah, play yeah. in Brooklyn quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a nice little home base. Uh, second second home base. Yeah, second we'll say. second home. But I mean, the other advantage to being in the Lehigh Valley is that I'm essentially the midpoint between New York and Philly. So like, yeah, if definitely. we're not, I don't have drums set up here. We we usually record drums in Philly, but. You know, if if the boys want to come here for three days of vocal recordings and sketching out demos and stuff, we, we just pop in here and everybody's an hour away rather than having the horse trade, having Austin, you know, drive two and a half hours down 95 to get mm -hmm. to Philly. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's very it's it's really worked out. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Well, you mentioned have, people who you love. Uh, like who you listen to music wise, like who are you listening to now or who are people that, that uh, you know, you've caught at music fest that was kind of like a, a someone that you definitely wanted to see. So, Oh boy. Uh, the, I mean, first of all, anytime the red Elvises are playing live, I just, <laughs> because Igor, he will like just every time I've seen him, they outdo themselves and they do something that like I didn't, expect and this yep. show is always so different every single year <laughs> you know like you know he'll play the pizza man from mars or whatever every year mm -hmm. um as far as this last year the woman the woman who plays bass showed up with a bass that was easily <laughs> oh my god big yeah and yeah. I like, had to put her arms it was so funny it was like so exaggerated yeah. they clear. used to play I, they'll probably do it again but they would do the new year's eve at arts quest and we went to that for at least the last couple of years and they did it like the best yep. band to have do New Year's ever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Um, but, you know, I mean, as far as Music Fest goes, like, uh, I think that there is space for bands like Tioga that are maybe more, I, I don't know how else to describe it, maybe conventional relative to current pop standards or rock standards but that's not really why i go to music fest like i go to music fest to hear stuff that i'm not gonna hear mm -hmm. anywhere else and I, mm -hmm. I think about the red elvises when i think about music fest i think about you know all of the i mean i i'm a quarter polish i grew up listening to polka the polka sure um you know so like that's a huge part of what music that's fest great. means to me and just like all the other world music that comes in and the culture definitely music like that's stuff that i can't hear yep in Fishtown in philly it's not <laughs> stuff that i can really hear. I, I mean you're right that's interesting no. you know yeah. it, it is it is a different yeah kind of kind of way to look at it yeah, all the, yeah latin, absolutely. All, the, all the incredible like cumbia music and latin music that comes through like plaza Trop oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh, I, oh my gosh, I love yep. that stuff so and much. Even June, we have that whole Latin festival. Yeah. I go down for that every time, and it's just like such a fun event between the music and the food and the people. Like, it's oh, just yeah. a wonderful experience. To yeah. your point, it's not something you can just go and get somewhere. Like, yeah. we have a very, very special and Absolutely. unique opportunity for what ArtsQuest and, and that space brings us all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we want to move this now towards kind of promotion and, and kind of like what's going on now. So you have a couple concerts coming up. I think there's one Friday. Yeah. So in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, no, it is in Philly. We are Philly. Playing, okay. Playing Ortlieb's. Um, That's what's Friday. Okay. Yes. Which is in Philadelphia Friday. And then uh, April, I think it's the first Wednesday in April. We are opening for uh, a band called No Disco at... Um, I think it's elsewhere in Brooklyn. That's the one that's in Brooklyn. Oh, it's yes. the Knitting Factory. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then I got to think as the the new music gets released, there's going to be a lot more shows come April, May, June, July, and, and on forward. Yeah, right now we're planning. Um, you know, it, it's it. Hopefully, as the world's opening up, it'll get easier to to book some. Sure. Of this stuff. Well, actually, it, it's kind of getting a bit harder because you've got this like bottleneck of all these bands like every, yeah hey we're opening up like everyone wants to, yeah yeah, yeah it's <laughs> right. a huge rush but i mean we're still we're still getting shows on the board um we've got a we've got a weekend planned in may um where i think it'll be around one of the singles that we're putting out around that time um, cool. yeah so we're looking forward to that and then hopefully plan all the way through the summer so and then one of the singles coming out is that one of the songs you're playing tonight no okay um, so I am kind of skipping forward a bit in the I love uh, this. schedule by maybe, I mean, at this, at the speed of, uh, at our current pace, this song might not be streamable for the next 16 months. Although, I mean, I can, send, I can send you guys the demo from 2018. <laughs> um, but so we have a, a, a world premiere, intergalactic yes. premiere tonight. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and I love the fact that it's a, it's not, it's not what's going to come out next month or the month after it's going to be something that comes out way down the road yes yeah, awesome. yeah 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 um it's so our our release schedule right now we're going to put out two more songs um in addition to undercurrents that are not you know they're, they're kind of orphans they're not really related to any um overarching project necessarily uh, before we kind of mm -hmm. dive into the release for um our second album 
That's fun though. Yeah. Is so, it going to be called Orphans? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, cool. So do you want to you want to play that? What's it, you, maybe? Here's what we'll do: is we'll back back out again, give you. Well, center what's stage. the name of the song? So I can. And then yeah, give us there. some backstory on the new song. Sure. Um, so the song is titled "Slow Deaths in Mercyland." Oh, is Mercyland one or two words? <laughs> One word. Is it a capital M or a I want to make sure this is important. It's the first time. Proper noun. Okay. All right. We are leaving. All right. I'll be here. My name's Greg from the band Tioga. This song is called Slow Deaths in Mercyland. This is not what I remember. Days were short and the earth was green. We were satisfied, the other side was unseen. Oh. Our fire became a stable ember. Walls came down, we'd rise and we'd fight. And we'd hold each other close among the wreckage in the night. And there was nothing else but to die beside your life. Now there's only. Slow deaths in mercy land. Slow. Slow deaths in mercy land. No, this is not what I remember. Too young to live or too old to die. The answer screams out and no one asks why. With my lips to the cup and my throat still dry. Now there's only Slow deaths in mercy land. Slow. Slow deaths in mercy land. Where the problems we face are never our own. 
We're connected at last, but we're always alone. It'll tear out your heart and rip you to the bone. I'll die and I'll die and I'll die again. Ten thousand deaths in mercy land. I'll die and I'll die and I'll die again. Ten thousand deaths in mercy land. Ooh. Slow. Slow, slow deaths and mercy land. There it is, the first anybody's heard that song. That was great. Thank you. Yet another exclusive from Lehigh Valley with Love. That's awesome. No, like, seriously, that, that is awesome like that we were able to to hear that for the first time i got chills like seriously, yeah thank oh you. and beautifully absolutely chill worthy music that's thank so you cool. thank you so much and i'm guessing totally different live totally different recorded yeah so um in true tioga fashion i go through these waves where i'll get obsessed with an artist or like i'll watch an artist interview and get obsessed with their process um so i wrote that song in 2018 and I kind of had the, you know, I, I've got a day job. And at that time I, I had a day job. And um, when an idea comes to me, I mean, back in the day pre-COVID, when it wasn't, you know, when it was in office, I would have to either fake needing to go to the bathroom or like <laughs> run into a stairwell and just like record what was happening in my head so I didn't lose it. And I still do. Sure. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone's like, Greg's got an incontinence yeah. problem. <laughs> again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are, are you all right? Do you need to go to the doctor? Yeah. Um, Prostate you know, uh, I was on a Bon Iver Kanye West kick when I wrote that. So the whole song is like me vocal sampling myself and like vocoders and stuff. And it's very like Imogen Heap, Bon Iver, um, you know, from 2017 kind of thing. Love that. That's a, a, so lot cool. of, a lot of auto-tune. I mean, I've been, so I, I, we go back and forth, but like I am very much into making my voice sound like, like not sound like a voice when I can, like using it mm -hmm. as making it an, an instrument, synthesizing an instrument from sure. my vocal samples. So I will sample myself singing something and then doctor it um, or, you know, throw auto-tune and overdrive and fuzz on it. So it sounds like a synth lead rather than a voice um, sometimes and use that as like the instrumental solo rather than, you know, a guitar or a, a, a That's keyboard. super cool. Yeah. So, so that song, what's very that? Very Mike Patton-esque. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's uh he's he's definitely uh, an influence of mine when I when I kind of dip into that that side of uh, of writing as well. But totally, yeah. I, I I mean that's another song that you know I figured out acoustically. But I, when we release it, I don't think there's going to be a single guitar on it. Sure, and that's again that's the beauty of all these different forums. 
is when you have talented musicians, they can give you something in the studio, something live, and then something a little bit more intimate like this. And so yeah. we really appreciate you joining us tonight. If I could make a recommendation, yeah. like we, so after you, we're bringing on Freak Bass. And so uh -huh. you can watch that interview and become obsessed with his bass lines and totally mm. change the whole sound of Tioga. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, wanna, I don't wanna give Austin more than he can handle. Yes. <laughs> well, um, any, so any uh, last things you'd wanna promote? So there's the one show here in Philly this Friday. Yep. If you've got you know the ability to go see it, should be great. And then Brooklyn in, uh, in a couple weeks. Yep. And then Follow whenever the, the time comes, there's the release of the new music. Yes, yeah. So we're putting out music very shortly. Uh, the first song we're gonna put out is called I Put My Head Down. I think that should be out in the next two months, three months. And then um, the song after that is called Just My Body, which is actually the first video that you played of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been playing that out live a lot and we love it. Uh, and that's going to come out hopefully for the summer, late, uh, you know, late summer, early fall. Um, and then we're going to be putting out, start working on LP2 moving forward. Uh, but in the meantime, to stay up to date on all that stuff, you can go to tiogatheband.com. You can follow us at Tioga the Band on Instagram. We're Tioga the Band on TikTok. I just posted a very embarrassing cover of myself on TikTok <laughs> singing Spanish Eyes by Engelbert Humperdinck to my dog. Perfect. Um, so go check that out. Yeah, what could be better? Yeah. And hey, thanks so much for the opportunity. Hope to talk to you guys soon. Yeah, we'll looking forward to, yeah, looking forward to hopefully uh, catching you you guys out and about this summer. Um, yeah, and, and definitely, um, you know, obviously Music Fest hasn't been announced yet, but, uh, you know, hoping that you get another uh, good set there. Hopefully 90 minutes so we can hear, you know, some of those other, uh, you know, uh, uh, deep tracks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if it's only 30 minutes like last time, you know, hopefully we get we get the, the panic song again. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yes, the the apocalyptic tempest song. Yes, yeah. Well, thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Greg, have a great night. Thank you. Absolutely, you too. Take care. Tioga the band, everybody. Yay! It was great. All right. Yeah, that well, was awesome. Got to keep this churning. That was fantastic. The fact that he did something live that's never been shared before. Yeah, not even released. Well, well now they're gonna bootleg our show. Like they're gonna go in there. Absolutely. And just snip out that point which is great to have to totally there. um yeah so yeah I'm, I'm excited to talk to freak base he came in here i want to keep him waiting and i, I have his little intro here this yeah, is yeah yeah fantastic um because everybody knows freak base is one of the world's great bass players oh my god gonna, you guys don't realize the treat you're in for right <laughs> now like, cover i'm a bass musician magazine bass guitar magazine uk three times bass player magazine has been featured numerous, numerous times um you guys, for anybody who watches him or is a fan of him, you know all this. I want to play a little bit for people who aren't familiar, but not lo long enough for us to get kicked off. Um, right, yeah, yeah. We got to be so careful me, of it. Give me like, you know, YouTube two police. seconds should be good. Yeah. <laughs> Kick us down. You can hear that? Yeah, we're good. Just so people have an idea of what we're dealing with here. And not just the funk <laughs> sound and the amazing playing, but the absolute... You know, killer costumes and fashion icons. Who's what fun is? Well, I don't know. It's so good. All right, I don't want to get kicked off. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna bring in both Freak Base and uh, Sammy at the same time. These guys in here. Welcome. Hey. hey. Hello, Freak. Hey. Hello, Sammy. Hi. 
going? How are you? Great. Better. Better now that you guys are on. Yeah, um, absolutely. We, we had just we were talking with Greg from Tioga, which was fantastic. And we're so lucky to have both him and you guys on tonight. So thank you guys for coming. Can I ask you guys where in the world you are? I'm just always curious. When we Sammy, yeah. you first. I am in Queens, like All Queens, right. Brooklyn border. So okay. nice. that area, New York. And I am in Cincinnati, Covington, Kentucky border. <laughs> is that right where the airport is? Like, uh, pretty close. Yeah. yeah I always love when you when you Cincinnati fly to Cincinnati airport is not in Cincinnati. Not, in, not Cincinnati. in Ohio. Yeah. Every flight I've ever taken to Cincinnati, when they land, they're like, "Welcome to Kentucky," and you see like eighty percent of the flight go. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> right. I got on the wrong flight. Right. And yeah. then they're like, "No, we're just kidding. You're in Cincinnati." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But what an honor. Thank you guys so much. Like such a cool, I mean, like the history we're going to be able to talk about and then all of the cool things you guys are about to do. Like this is going to be so much fun. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Yeah. So thanks for having us on. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And I think even Cincinnati might be the right place to to start because, uh, you know, we, we often like to do this maybe a little bit chronologically, uh, not scripted, but then you kind of like, how did it start? Like as as a as a young musician or a person who's gonna, you know, start playing music, you get attracted to funk music, bass, whatever. How did that all uh, start for you, Free? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely. I always say, I'm sure, I, no matter what part of the world I grew up in, I'd be playing music no matter where I was. But sure. um, Cincinnati definitely had a huge impact. Cincinnati, for those that you don't know, has a pretty uh, like deep and rich history of funk going all the way back to the James, like almost all the James Brown hits that, you know, were recorded here in Cincinnati mm -hmm, back mm -hmm. in the late sixties and early 1970s uh, King records. And then that kind of stemmed um, obviously, you know, that's how Bootsy kind of got uh, discovered because he was from Cincinnati and James was looking for a bass player. And so he jumped on with him there. And mm -hmm, then uh, you mm -hmm. moved into the eighties with bands like Midnight Star and Zap and uh, Zapper from Dayton, which is basically 45 minutes up the road from Cincinnati, Ohio, Ohio Players, Lakeside. Um, it just goes on and on. And so there's always been this like really rich funk history here. And I mean, I can remember like it was yesterday. I was at the hardware store with my dad. I was probably seven or eight years old. And a gentleman walked by the the window that had a big window in front and he had a huge boom box and it was more bounce to the ounce by Zap was playing. And, and I didn't know that's what it was at the time. All I just heard was this like this thumping bass and it was coming at me and I was like, and I, and I was just kind of starting to get in music. I was playing mm -hmm. drum, drums a little bit at that point. And I was like, that's whatever I'm hearing on that boom box. I'm not even sure what that is. I'm hearing on that boom box. But that's the type of music and that's that. the type of sounds I yeah, want to But I want more of that. Yeah, yeah I always talk right. about it. Like somewhere around seven and nine, it'll happen. And then again at like 16, there's a song right. that like changes your ears yeah. forever. And that's it. You're right. And it that was that. And it was more, it was definitely zap, more bounce to the house. And then on the visual side, there's two big things. Like everybody will ask, you know, and maybe we'll talk about this, but everybody's like, you know, always asking about the way I dress and all that kind of stuff. For me, it was always the music and the visual happened simultaneously. It wasn't sure. a separate thing. And so yep. I remember being, for instance, on the visual thing, there were two, two kind of big moments. One was I was probably fifth or sixth grade. I was on my mom's couch, like probably out, up too late, half awake, half asleep. And I remember the video for ashes to ashes from David Bowie came on and I didn't sure. even know what I, I was like, am I dream? What is this? Am I dreaming? <laughs> it was so weird looking. And, uh, 
And then I was like, like it was like hypnotizing. And then, you know, a little bit before that downtown Cincinnati, there used to be a, a record store down there and they had this huge cardboard, cardboard cutout of Bootsy. Like, and it, he looked like, I didn't even know he's a musician. He just looked like a freaking superhero to me standing sure, there sure. his way. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. all those kind of things all kind of came together and they, yep. again, they kind of spawned themselves at the same time. And we should take a moment because you're referencing Bootsy, which is obviously a huge influence. Bootsy Collins, yeah. um, you know, so like you mentioned, James Brown, P-Funk, right? P-Funkadelic. Yeah. And then also in case you were born a little bit later and you don't know those bands, he was in the Groove is in the Heart video by yeah, D-Light. Really? Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. you know, Bootsy Collins, if you don't know that, you know, Bootsy Collins, like he's a big deal. So and then the bigger the bigger deal about it all is that he gave you your name, correct? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the the Cliff Notes version. As we were, I was one of the, the first times I went over and recorded over at his studio, and um, he, it was crazy that whole day. And that that's one of those days I can remember almost every second of it. But you know, he opened the door first, and he looked like he was twenty feet tall. And he, you know, he's <laughs> Boosie is tall, but it was just like, and he wears those like you know Gene Simmons boots. Yeah, too. but <laughs> you know, he was in studio mode, so he was like being, you know, he was producing and engineering a song that I was playing on. It was for this label called P Vine, which is a funk label out of Japan, and. Um, and so he had me plug into his, I mean, and literally in his studio, I mean, I plugged into his, and it was like these six, 18 inch speakers and 15, it was like crazy, like shaking the the walls when you plugged it in. And he had all these effects around the studio and I kept like, I was like, can I plug this in? Can I plug this in? And he kept saying, he's like, man, you got that freaky bass thing going on. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't think he really remembered what my name was, to be honest with you at the time. So so freaky basing as the day went on became hey freak base come over here and tell me this and then everybody else in the studio started calling me right. that and it just and wasn't there also like there were two chris's so and that's exactly it. the guitar player was named chris too so i think that's kind of how he differentiated us between the so two. then you just became freak and then it was over that's there. exactly it it was a done deal then and now mom <laughs> even makes me the birthday cakes with it on there so it's, it's oh that's awesome deal. i guess it, i guess it's stuck now it yes, is. it says I'm, I'm for for life. Yes, absolutely. So I don't want to keep time... Sammy out of this. I, I don't want to keep Sammy. Out. I'm just, sure, I'm, yeah, curious, yeah. I'm just curious. Like, how did how did you guys meet? Then, what what is your your story into to meeting Freak? Uh well, we actually like met in real life. Maybe what, like 2017? That sounds about right. Right. Yeah, but, it's like the collaboration started in 18. Yeah, so like around yeah. that time. Yeah, so, that I mean, we about were, right. Yeah, we were like touring in the same, you know, sort of like music circles. And I knew yep. of him. I think maybe he knew of me. Yep. And we have a ton of mutual friends. And he reached out to me. He sent me a, a an email and he was like, hey, like, I would love for you to record on one of these tunes. Can I send you something? And I was like, of course. <laughs> like, let me think about it. Yes. I'm like, I love you. I think you're an amazing bass player and musician. I was like, of course. And it it just was that love in my pocket, or was that how it all started? Was that a different song, or was that love in my pocket? I was it love in love in your pocket. Love in your pocket probably would have. Was that the first one? Yes, I think it was. Or was it stepping out of line? I can't remember. Was that or stepping out of line? I think it was "Love in Your Pocket." Yeah, which is an awesome song, by the way. Yeah, there it is. There's a video for it right there. Yeah, I think directed by the very talented Angie Wilson. Yes, And then I think so. I sent that back to him, and he's like, "Cool, can I send you another?" And I was like, percent yeah." And then he was like, "Hey, want to play some shows?" 
So it just, it very organically and we became super, super good friends. And yeah. now we're, we're doing what you see today. Yes. That is so yeah. cool. And then, you know, which I, maybe you'll get to it, but you know, it's kind of neat because it's almost gone full circle now because say I'm actually playing, I mean, I produced and I'm playing bass on Sammy's song now, which we just released right. a couple of weeks right. ago. So it's, uh, it's all one big happy, uh, funky family now and that yeah. ep is called sweet tooth correct yes the ep yep. is called sweet tooth and the single is called with you yep out on all streaming platforms so i'm i'm super excited about it it's which really... the video for that is pretty awesome too which i wanted to ask you about it must have been what's so much fun because you just what's the name uh, of it's called with you um and it, it'll he'll he'll bring him bring it up now but you were able to just like grab cake <laughs> with your hands like a like in a good way, a two-year-old, like, you know, yes. like, it must've yes. been so much fun. It was a blast. And I just love the idea of, you know, like being all like music video ready and stuff, yep. and like yep. digging into this, like beautiful cake and like eating it. And actually um, it, it started on a freak pace tour I do this thing on Instagram sometimes called Sammy Eats, oh, where like <laughs> I'll eat a new food. So it's sort of like, again, happened like very naturally. I was like, oh, this sort of is kind of like Sammy Eats, and I eat a cake. Like, I've done this before. This is sure, sure. Yeah. That was at the that was at the Rock and Roll Bakery place in in West Charleston, West Virginia, right? Yes. We yeah. played the weirdest venue. It was called what was it called? It was called like the it was called like the Rock and Roll Bakery or something. I think, wasn't I gotta, it? I gotta find it now. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so they, they it was like this had this big venue in there. Then there were, but there were also it was sweets a bakery. and a bakery with sweets, and which they, is like what a combination for musicians. We just went to town on it after that. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I did like an Instagram video of me eating some sort of. That's it right there. Yep, Rock pastry. City. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. George is a wizard when it comes. You to are. That. Wow. wow. You are. That's magic. Oh, yeah. right there. It, it is a whole. Yeah, it's a straight up venue, but it's it got a great. bakery inside. Yeah. It was yeah. great. But um but and yeah. that, Charleston, West Virginia. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. that bass line to that song um is like such an earworm. I can't get it out of my head since I listened to it. Like oh, I'll just nice. be walking around Thank the house, like, you know, cleaning dishes, and I'm like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> And it's just like it's so fun. And like and you did it also well, for one of your, your yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like a very good, like, you know, I'm going to go strut to the garbage can, you know? Uh, and uh, nice. Yeah. And so you did it for the, the base talks that you guys do. Um, and, uh, and just kind of talked it through and you put the camera up higher so you could show the different ways you play. I think that base talk thing you do each, each uh, Wednesday night yep. is really, really interesting. Like, especially for a bass player. Like, I just think that would be a really, really effective, helpful effective thing for them to pay to pay attention to oh thanks well and then that one song in particular you know i had a really once i heard sammy when she kind of gave me this song idea and we kind of started working on the studio i had this idea of the tone i really wanted to get for, for it i talk a little bit yeah there it is right there i talk about a little bit about it in the video and uh there's a really cool there's a band called big data who i'm a big fan of yep, and, and yep, they, yep, yep. Uh, they have this song called dangerous and it's got this mm -hmm. great bass tone in it it really does I, yeah it does and i don't know for sure if it's a rickenbacker but it sure sounds like one so um and i have my rickenbacker which you see me playing there and mm -hmm. uh, so i just kind of went you know with both feet in and not that i was trying to mimic that song because the song was so different from dangerous but at least have that kind of that kind of aggressive Again, gro yeah. growliness to it from the same know? neighborhood yes yeah 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 um, 
so maybe we, we can keep flipping back and forth. So if we go back to kind of the beginning of your career, Freakbase, um, yes. you're really like where that kind of, I, I guess I, I found here that you were re recruited by uh, Gary Mudbone Cooper to be on a Jimi Hendrix tribute. And that was where you met Bootsy. Yeah. And that's where the whole name thing happened and everything. So right. Mud, Mudbone is, um, is uh, he's, you know, was one of Bootsy's singers from Bootsy's rubber band. And um he was actually, he's also the singer and the the founder, really, of a band called Sly Fox. Sly Fox mm -hmm. had a big 80s, 90s, I think it goes 80s or the 90s, hit called Let's Go All Away. And um, so mm -hmm. he was actually talking about putting Sly Fox back together. He, I was just getting out of high school. He just started hearing, like, you know, starting to make a little bit of name around Cincinnati as a bass player. So he asked me if I wanted to come over and play on some demos of his. I didn't even know he knew Bootsy. I didn't even really even know the P-Funk affiliation at that point. I thought it was just the Sly Fox, let's go all the way guy. And um, so I went over his place and he kept showing me all these really like, like super like obscure videos of like P-Funk and Bootsy. And then, I, and then I was like, wait a minute, that's you in that video. What's going on? And he's like, he's like, yep. That is the first video. Wow, man, you are good. That's actually the video I saw. Right <laughs> there, that exact one. Up. And that's Mudbone right wow. there. Yeah. Wow. George and is like so, a historian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Props, props. Um, so, yeah. So I sort of, and I was just like, whoa, what is this? This is like, I, I was like geeked out. And then, and, and, and so, um, the, the opportunity came up, uh, this label in Japan uh, called P-Vine, like I mentioned earlier, was doing a Jimi Hendrix tribute record of songs, not cover songs, but songs written about Jimi Hendrix. And they had a bunch of fun, like some of the Earth, Wind & Fires guys were doing something, I think the Ohio Players guys. And so he said, do you want to play bass on it? And I was like, yeah, duh, yeah, of course. And I didn't even know about the Bootsy thing yet. And he said, uh, I said, well, cool, we, you know, we're just going to do it over at your place. And he's like, no, we're going to go to Bootsy. He's going to produce and engineer it. Just kind of off the cuff. And I'm like... <laughs> excuse me like yeah and uh so you know of course i was geeked and then uh and then he brought me there it was like going to the bat cave for the first time and um <laughs> and the boot cave i guess we should say and, oh my god uh, that's amazing yeah and it was it was super exciting and, and bootsy and i just really hit it off and um bootsy a couple weeks later um he started like emailing and 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 his wife patty who's doing his management uh, started getting in touch. And then, so I started going, he started having me out of his studio. Like, and I'd go over there two or three days a week for a few months at a time, just showing me, I mean, you know, I thought it'd be all this cool bass stuff I learned, but it was mostly about producing and it was about how to use an MPC and how to sample and how a live record versus studio record and EQing and working a board. Sure. And it was, it was just, it was like, you know, going to music school for real, well, but with like, Bootsy was my camp. mentor. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it was boot, oh it was boot camp. Gosh, I love it. Wow. And I'll never ever forget. That. I mean, you know, I'll, oh, besides all the the initial doors he kind of helped open for me, um, just that knowledge. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't even just the 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 music side. We would he would sit there and talk. We'd have I'd be go over there at like at noon, and it'd be like three or four o'clock, and we'd just be talking. And he'd talk about just like getting through this crazy music business, like not getting too high in the highs and not too lows on the lows and just, you know, and, and being self-sufficient and, um, you know, it just really set at my age. Then it really set my head on because I was touring in a band at that point called, or just, it was just starting called shag and it was, um, a big funk band. And we, we were just like, it, you know, going all over the place and, you know, it was like the total rock and roll story. And it really helped me get through that, that touring thing because I was, you know, in my early twenties and we were, um, 
you know, everything when you're on the road and everything was happening so fast. And had I not had that, probably like that, that knowledge to go into that in the first place, I probably would have ended up in a lot different place than I am today. Certainly. Certainly. No, and I, I think that's, I mean, having those, those, those uh, mentors, if you will, or, or yeah. people who are going to guide you on the right path, like that's such a huge, huge, huge thing for, uh, how old are you at that time? Um, yeah, I was 22, 23 sure. years old, something like that. Yeah. So that's right where you know you can make some really bad choices too. Big time, big yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, was, I want to bring it, was, it back to I want to bring back to Sammy. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wanna, I, wanna, <laughs> I love I uh, love listening to this these stories. Well, I mean, I just, this is great. I'm, I'm just over here googling her life story. So no, I'm I'm curious too about like, your your musical journey yourself. I mean, what what give us your background and where, where did you come from? And um... I, I grew up uh, out on Long Island in New York. So like 40 minutes outside the city. So it was great. I was sort of the best of both worlds. When I was young, we would come into the city all the time and see shows sure. and mm -hmm. concerts. What, so... what part? I grew up in Levittown. Oh, I grew up in Port Washington. Oh. <laughs> Are they close? Yeah, oh, I mean, close enough. Yeah, I lived in in Huntington when I moved oh, out on yeah. my own. Yeah, so that's really yeah. Been super super. I love it. It's like Long Island geography. Yep, I love yep, it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up there. Um, and we come into the city to see musicals and plays and and concerts. And growing up, actually, my first instrument is the drums. So I grew up in marching band and everything. And sort of like uh, when Freak was telling the story about hearing Zap on the boombox walk, like the guy outside the yeah. record right. store, yeah. I think you Hardware said. Store. Hardware store. Hardware <laughs> store. Hardware mm -hmm. store. In marching band, we played Give Up the Funk. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I mean, it was the first funk song I think I've, I had ever heard. I there mean, isn't a lot of funk on Long Island. I'll right. Say that. Not, not that much. <laughs> not that much. And I think I was in maybe middle school, maybe freshman in high school. Just like Freak, I was like. Look at it. Got a picture of you playing drums. <laughs> this guy. Right there. Oh. Look at that. That's I've been preparing all day. Singing and playing drums. Looking like but, Sheila E there. Wow. That is very yeah, Sheila E. Yeah, yeah. But just like Freak, I was like, what is this music? What is this sound? I need more. Yeah. How do and I get more of it? Yeah. I was obsessed with it. And I was like this is the coolest song maybe I'm ever going to play in marching band. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I, you know, I, I did a bunch of the musicals in middle school and high school. And I really wanted to just, I, I, I wanted to go to school for musical theater, but I feel like a lot of the musical theater schools that I was looking at didn't like teach enough music theory. So I went to Berklee College of Music in Boston and I studied vocal performance and I loved it. It was amazing. I'm so, so happy. I, I went to that school and I just sort of focused on like the music aspect. And I, I play guitar and piano. So once I graduated, came back to New York and, you know, me, me and my guitar going to little venues and like the Lower East Side, just gigging. <laughs> and um and then and then I I uh, I joined this band uh, Turquoise that I was in for about ten years. Oh, wow. During that I met Freak Bass. We started touring, 
And, and I and I'd set in with Turquoise like right before I knew right. I knew right yeah I knew their drummer real well. Um, this looks uh, like Mikey. the best band of all time. What is look at this? <laughs> yeah, they were How awesome. Yeah. Oh man, we were really fun. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, I think you played with us. I want to say it was like maybe a few weeks before I joined. Right, literally weeks before. Literally. Yeah, at a music festival. Yeah. yeah. And then the next time I saw you in person was the next time I played with them too, which That's was in right. at Madison Theater, what, 2017 or whatever. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, so that's, so, you know, sort of, sort of it in a nutshell. <laughs> the well, no, that's, that's, it's, so, it's just so interesting to me how you guys, you know, you're able to meet and then collaborate, collaborate, collaborate so effortlessly and then do it, you know, through a, a pandemic. Um, I, I, I know that Freakbase runs his Twitch that we can bring up. You know, can you talk a little bit about how you've adapted during that time period, Freak? I mean, you do, you promoted our Twitch tonight from your own Twitch. So we appreciate that. So, oh, yeah, of course. Like, how has technology been for you? You know, I mean, when, when it felt like things were going to, you know, that first few, the first two weeks were just bizarre, like it was for everybody, yeah. especially seeing things start to get canceled. Like, I remember the weirdest thing is, like, the, the big bomb for me was when south by southwest got canceled sure. it was like whoa you know mm -hmm. this is real and then this of is, course yeah, in a week or legit. so later jazz fest in new orleans so mm -hmm. uh so you knew it was something was was some craziness was going on but so i was like well i'm just gonna right now go and you know head first and so um i knew that you know one thing i did is i learned something called obs which i'm sure you all yep. are both familiar with yep. which is mm -hmm. um I think what is that online broadcasting software? Is that what it I stands for? It. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and just so my live streams had some depth to them, and um, and just went ahead first. And then we'd also decided to release a single and a video every month. So up until just a few months ago, literally every month since the pandemic started, we released a single and a video a month, just to kind of stay, you know, in the in the public eye as much as we could with the fan base and. Um, so yeah, as much as I could, I took advantage. Of, and then of course the Twitch thing happened and that's something I toyed with for a long time. I haven't really been streaming that long on Twitch. I started back late October, early November. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm relatively in the scope of things. Yeah, it's just a, fairly new. an interesting platform. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, because too. it's the most closest I feel to playing live without playing sure. live because of just the interaction you're having and you're walking without a net and mm -hmm. I'm just creating group beats and grooves. I have really no idea what I'm doing. And that's and, a Saturday uh, night thing. It's pretty much every Saturday night, every Thursday at 9 PM Eastern time and every Saturday at 10 PM Eastern time. Yeah. Yeah. So twice, yeah, twice a week. And yeah. uh, I'm on for a long time in the chat. They give me lyric ideas. Sammy's been on with me yeah, a couple of times when she's been here, yeah. which has been a blast. And, um, it's really, it's, but it's, it, Twitch, as you guys probably know too, it's its own ecosystem. Like I thought when I went on Twitch, I'd be like, I tell everybody in Facebook and or Instagram, and everybody just pop over and check it out. Yeah. But it, it's nope. not like that. It's its own. No, people no. are people are comfortable in their own little things, yep. and so you know, it's it was almost like starting from scratch as a career on Twitch because sure. it, again, it's its own ecosystem. But I like that. It was like nice, almost being. I mean, I had some freak based people come over, of course, but I almost like kind of like almost again starting almost like a whole new kind of almost like mm -hmm. when you first to start touring for the first time it's like you're playing new markets you've never played before right. and it's kind of this has that same kind of feel to it you know yeah you do you want to maybe give us an example go ahead george no, i was making a joke about the rock and roll bakery it's fine <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give an example like you said you might be able to play a little bit for us tonight do you want to i figured it'll be similar to what you do on that if you sure, want to give people yeah. an example 
So no. what we'll do is we'll we'll bow out. We'll give you center stage, and then um, should I leave for... Sammy in too, or what? I don't. You wouldn't be able to contribute. No, I don't think. Okay. You... I well, the only, the only thing I'm worried about is like the um I would, I would, the right, delay, the yeah. yeah, yeah the we, delay we might be and... yeah not lying. Okay, no, you're yeah. right. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate I keep it. it going. Thank you. Um, can you guys hear this though? Yes, yep. we can. One so, day yeah, well, technology will be good enough where that yes. happens. Well, you know, Sammy, mm -hmm. I actually Close. some friends of mine at Twitch, I found out there's a new plug-in. I can't think what it's called. We'll talk about it, but it's it's a it's about the latency. A friend of mine on, that I've gotten to be friends with on Twitch, they do a talk show, and they're they're in two different locations. And he's a DJ, and the other guy's a rapper, and they're able to stay locked up. Wow, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get into the technology's probably there. It's like the speed of the, the internet, yep. really. Right, the internet yeah. speeds obviously it's a contingent on that probably, mm -hmm. but still, it's it it takes out like it's like milliseconds in terms of the latency part. That's of it. awesome. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> we'll take it. All right, so, so we're, we're going to let you kind of describe what, what you're going to do. We'll give you center stage, and uh, we'll just enjoy and, it. Yeah, well, and when you're done, we'll we'll pop back in. Great. Sounds good. And I'll tell you when I'm All done. Right. Cool. All right, here we go. We'll see you. All right. Well, hey, so the, so this is Freak Base, and this is what I do on Twitch. So what I do, and before I get into it, and then I'll start building, is um, I'm based, I call my channel Live Grooves with Freak Base, and it's live groove and funk creation. And I'm literally, I have a little bit of a blueprint what I'm going to do when I start. Um, but then I just start, it's basically everything you're hearing is improvised. I really have no idea where I'm going to go. I just take all, all these toys that are around me and... Um, start just building up grooves. And then with Twitch, what I do um, is I actually um, have people in the chat actually give me different lyric ideas. And, and our chat, we even have a name for our chat and they are called, yeah, there's my Twitch channel. Please stop by and follow if you're able to. Um, and um, we call them the rescue squad. So it's, they, they become their own uh, community of uh, Funketeers over there. So, you know, I might do something like, let's see, hope you guys can hear this okay. I'm gonna start a little beat, something like this. Let that go a little bit and see what happens, and then maybe add a little bit of bass line. So I got that going. So now we got the beginnings of a little groove, right? I'm going to make this bass on a little funkier with a little bit of this, something like this. Now we got something that's starting to feel pretty good, right? So then I'll go over to this. You can't see it real good, but I got an MPC, a Kai MPC, basically like a drum machine sequencer. You heard me talking about Bootsy earlier. This is one of the things he helped me learn how to use really well. I, I had one of these almost as early as when I had my first bass. The key to all these grooves is keeping everything real sparse so you can have room to build on. Maybe just bring like a little bit of, a, I got this little keyboard sample. I'm going to bring in just a little bit of like something like this. 
like that. Okay, now we got a little bit more, right? So, you know, I could keep it here, do a little soloing on top. what I'll do too as well. I know I'm named Freak Bass, but I play a little bit of guitar too. So. I'll bring this in just to keep building the groove up a little bit. Harmony and the rhythm. So now we got everything starting to feel pretty good. Just a little bit more rhythm. to you before about sometimes the uh, at Twitch, the chat we call them the rescue squad might say a word or a phrase we'll just make it easy, say something like you know, we're going to party all night long We're gonna party. 
And I'll add that. Now we got our groove. We can break it down a little bit. We're going to party all night long. We're going to party. We're going to party all night long. We're going to party. We're going to party all night long. Give a little bit of this, maybe. We gonna party. We gonna party all night long. We gonna party. There we go. And that's the magic funk formula at the, uh, the Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to. I was going to bring us in. We were all dancing back there, but I didn't want to mess you up. It was, no, it's going on. Out of this great. I can see everybody in the bottom there just like grooving out. I, oh, I think we just, it, we just set fire to the internet right now. <laughs> right that was on. amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, that is so like who wouldn't want to listen to that? Like that is so much fun. Well, like and you just created that out of nowhere. And what's <laughs> neat about it too is you know, you saw how I kind of started yeah. adding each part. Well, the um, it's like it's like a chef making a beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, and then so yeah, we like, start going. Yeah. yeah, we'll start flipping it though sometimes too, where you know, like so maybe if I do something really cool on guitar, I might extract the bass and then have the bass actually start following the guitar. So like it's yep. just ever evolving. So one grooves. I mean, I've had grooves on Twitch sometimes that I think are going to go five or 10 minutes and they end up going an hour because it just keeps evolving it. into something else. I absolutely time. love it. Cause like, you can actually, also... if you on Instagram today, I had posted something from music fest 2019 yep. where you do that on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I use a loop. And, and then you have a band too. around you too, that can kind yeah. of follow the lead. And it is, it is a special, special thing to witness. Like, if you guys get the chance to ever see Freak Bass play live, or especially again at Music Fest, it is such a cool thing. Yeah, and that's a one. That's one of my favorite. Fe I mean, we play a lot of festivals, but Music Fest is so so such an amazing yeah. festival. I love it. Oh, you guys are lucky to have it there. Yeah, speaking Wait, of which, you so this, my, my, yeah, my you reminded me. My whole wall back here is pictures I've taken from Music Fest, and you're only the second person I've interviewed that's actually on the wall. So hang on a second. Oh wow! So that, I think this is 2018, okay. and so I I I am uh, reading this like review of who's playing the night. This was before I did my own. Sure. And and I'm I'm like, okay, this guy plays just bass 
and and okay, but I'll go check that out. And then I show up to the stage, and you're in a straight up Riddler costume. <laughs> That's Where right. <laughs> Oh, wow. I love that photo. That's awesome. That's yeah, it's, amazing. I mean, Music Fest just is very photographic. Yeah. Anyway, so I love this picture because um, you. you are in full bass mode. And uh, I, I stood there for the entire set. I was absolutely mesmerized. Oh, um, thank you so much. Oh, my God. I've, I've, and then so we actually have uh, a video I took of then the following year. Where you oh, didn't wait. show up in a Riddler outfit, you showed up in like a Jackson Pollock, like awesome blood I splatter. I don't know if I have that queued up. So. <laughs> well, uh -oh. get, well <laughs> with how good you are with it. Yeah, I'll figure it out. You guys. Just yeah, yeah. Talking. Anyway, but uh, I guess I did want to take a moment to maybe uh, take a, a break from the music talk, if you don't mind. Not at all. Only because we can I always find... talk. We can always talk Batman. There's always a Joker around. That's what I was going to say. Is <laughs> I wanted to talk. You're like a Renaissance man when it comes to this stuff is that you like all this art. So like, there's a couple different components. So let's stay there. You, you really are a big fan of DC Marvel comics and the movies and the Fanatical. television shows. Right. It's, it's awesome. So like, where does that come from? Where does your love of like maybe the, the comic book uh, of universe, if you will uh, come from? I mean, I always think I always just related to the, even the superheroes have the, the, all the power. It's almost like a musician thing. Like even if they have all these amazing powers, they always tend to be kind of outcasts or have to kind of hide themselves, which is how we kind of feel as musicians sometimes, you know, <laughs> Superman always has to hide as Clark Kent, uh, True. Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, et cetera, yep. et cetera. So you it's which is kind of how we are you know on stage versus off stage you know mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. and then the duality is is like are you more the person on stage or are you more the person out off stage like is, is superman true. more superman being, or is you more clark kent i can so see I that even being that. difficult too because people are expecting this other thing and you're like right. that's different yeah i could see that being a you know a, a challenge for a musician yeah and i think that's that's probably a part of it and i think you know sammy you know the reason one of the reasons that it was cool working with Sammy's because, you know, it was, felt like we were putting together a superhero team, almost like the X. Totally. You know, as and, evidenced by the the the, the poster that you guys have built. <laughs> right, exactly. Because you're also a big fan of the whole Star Wars thing and the Mandalorian mm -hmm. and the Boba Fett series. Like, oh, so, yes. Yeah, again, all, like all just totally, you know, bathing in all of that pop culture. And I think it's awesome. Like you're a terrific follow on 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 Twitter or what have you, because it's not like just music it's all this other cool stuff and i think it's awesome well, thank you thank you so much yeah yeah yeah. i got a little grogu pillow in the background <laughs> yeah there he is oh nice amazing very cool you know i have a quick and this might be dumb so please don't get mad at me i i'm just curious when i'm watching like those old videos you're watching from the 70s where did that kind of style originate that you're the style that you know you're kind of continuing on to the day those crazy guitars and and those kind of outfits where did that come from do we know or did he yeah. did moody make it yeah i mean you know obviously you know we had everybody from george clinton to david bowie to to um you know um parliament funkadelic and and kiss um you know i think it was just I mean, look, I can speak to Ohio, and Sammy can answer from more of an East Coast perspective, but in terms of Ohio, I always think with us here, whether it be on the music side or the visual side, since we are, since Cincinnati isn't New York, isn't LA or Miami, 
um, we were like the kid in the back of the class and we always had to hold our hand up a little <laughs> higher and jump up and make a little bit more noise. So it, it, it was kind of like that to like kind of draw attention to what we were doing. I think that's part of it. Not that I was, that, that was way before my time, obviously, but I think that's where may, at least on the funk side of things, that's kind of where it stemmed from there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of feel like that's kind of New York. I feel like you throw a rock and you hit an artist so it's kind right. of like, again, you have to make yourself stand out and like, how are you different from this other person? And right. like, I, especially with stage wardrobe, like I love stage wardrobe. I love freak bases, stage wardrobe. Like, I think that's so fun and sort of, you know, like, like a superhero, you have this like costume and this like persona and you get on stage and you're sort of this other person but then you're sort of like you know Clark Kent in real life and you put on your glasses and you're just you know um but I I heard somewhere but the Clark Kent the Clark Kent to me and Sammy you speak to this but like when I do do the offstage glot that's where I feel like I'm playing dress up more sometimes than the onstage stuff if that makes sense oh, you know totally yeah. totally yeah that feels well, like you're the more, cost- you're more that feels like the like costume that, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I you know I I feel the same way sometimes. Sometimes it's like on stage, like I can be like the full. Not that I'm like I'm not the full complete version when I'm off stage, but like I get to wear you know maybe like the, the full higher, expression exactly like the higher platform shoes that maybe I wouldn't wear every day and right. the Certainly. sparkly pink you know little top and shorts that I probably normally wouldn't wear but like on stage it's this is like anything goes and i mean i i always love fashion and i don't know where i heard this but i heard stevie nicks started wearing like ponchos and capes and stuff because i, I think she's very short i think she's like five two and she was yeah. like i want to make sure people can see me in the back of the room hmm. so it made her a little bigger and a little you know more flashy so it's like i want people in the back of the room to be able to see what i'm wearing and you know liberace said something very similar too oh really yeah yeah about when the first time he played to the hollywood bowl like he was wearing like they wanted him to wear like a, a black tux you know and in this and the piano was black and the black tux, and he's like i'm just gonna get lost in this so <laughs> that's when he started like you know becoming the liberace that we ended up knowing yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome and, and as, actually and freak, freak i wore my uh my my oh, captain yeah. america shirt for you today yay, yay. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but a different thing that, that you're into also is, um, the new nice. Captain America right here. I already got him. Yep. Fantastic. Oh. And then you're going to go see the Batman movie this Friday from what I hear. <gasps> wow. You're going? I am. I'm going Friday, Friday at 4 PM. I can't, I'm super geeked. I've almost all my friends have seen it already because there was a, there was a sneak preview last night, um, at, at the IMAX all over the country. Oh, wow. And, and some I of the bloggers my... I know, like got, you know, there you go. Oh, Hellraiser. Yes. <laughs> my favorite one. I love it. But I've heard it's just incredible. I've, I mean, it's supposed to be very like epic, you know, it's almost three hours long. It's like, oh, it's, supposed awesome. to be, it's, it's like, godfather-esque in term in the batman genre you know yeah and that's something like me and freak also like bonded over i love the marvel cinematic universe and dc and comic books and like all those movies so it's really fun like 
we'll be talking about music and then all of a sudden he'll be like did you see the new trailer for <laughs> right, right. like have you seen wandavision so, yeah yeah right so it's it's really fun oh that's so cool i mean and, and you kind of need to have that in order to bond at a different level like yeah. you got to be able to to kind of have those connections and such yeah for sure it can't be all one thing you know mm -hmm. if you're only doing music all the time eventually you're like i need yeah. something to yeah. right to, do, to you allow me like, to do music better you, you do other things right totally he'll text me be like did you see the new episode of mandalorian and we'll you know. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and since we need to hit all the demographics, Freak, you're also a huge fan of all Cincinnati sports teams. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, well, it's, it's good and bad. Obviously it's great because the Bengals just went to the Super Bowl, which is incredible, right. but um, it's heart wrenching right now because I, I love the Bengals, but you know, my number one love are the Cincinnati yeah. Reds baseball Reds, team yeah. and base, not just the Reds, but all of baseball is looking like sure. it's not looking real good right now. So, I mean, I'm sure they're going to play in the season, but just them even canceling. I mean, right now I've heard they're going to cancel the first two series. That's where it's at right now. And and uh, I just think they're making a big mistake. Doing they that, are. I mean, know. anytime this happens, you lose. It is well, the worst you, time. You if you're going to do this, yeah. do it during, during COVID, right? Like, right. Exactly. When no one can go to the ballpark. Exactly. I mean, it was. Yep. Any, but it is kind of a shame because there's so many people, myself included, looking to get out to the ballpark or something like that and oh yeah exactly and before. and now people you know we're getting to the place where things are starting to open up again and we can do those type of things right. and uh it's just i think they're both you know i'm i'm not saying who's right or who's wrong on either side it doesn't really even matter you know right. it's anymore, just yeah. it's just like especially with what's going on in the world with you know things like obviously in, in the ukraine right now it just totally. seems like so, so trite to be Mm -hmm. millionaires to be arguing over am i gonna make a million dollars or a million and one dollars you know what i mean so <laughs> it, that's how it feels you know and i'm sure there's legitimate issues and i know i'm not trying to like downplay what there are but still right. it's like it just doesn't seem that the timing is not good right now no, for right. it you know that's all not at all yeah. not at all um so this is uh, as i was preparing for this this is going to be the most genius transition ever um because <laughs> i want to come back to music so uh and and i hope this is okay to bring up but Back in 2010, did you you had a, a hype video for the Notre Dame sports teams? Yes, I and did. It, now here's the thing: is you got to find this, George. Um, <laughs> I listened to it and I don't understand what the big problem was. I think well, it's, it's it, what it was is it was especially it really started with the uh, a lot of the alumni that were you know like old school alumni. Right. And then here's this guy that looks like me right. coming in there, probably like, what is going on? So what? It, what? It, <laughs> the way that all happened was um, obviously being from the Midwest, you can't help but be a, a Notre Dame fan because it's it's almost like they're the New York Yankees of the Midwest in terms true, of college very sports. True. Yep. Um, but uh, the gentleman that does their their visuals, uh, I did a song for the Cincinnati Reds called Reds Fan. Mm -hmm. And um, and they showed at the ballpark and, and they play the song and stuff. And um so he happened to be there. He saw it. He loved it. He said, you know, would you be interested in doing a song for Notre Dame? And I was like, sure, that sounds fun. And he's like, well, let's yep. do it. And then we did the song. And he's like, well, you want to do a video? And I'm like, okay. And right. I, and it, believe me, I was apprehensive about it. I mean, I talked to a lot of even my friends that are uh, that are like sportscasters here in Cincinnati. And I was like, is this the right thing to do? It's like, I'm not from Notre Dame. I didn't go mm -hmm, to Notre mm -hmm. Dame. And um, so I get, I get the, it wasn't like I don't, I get that, you know, if, if someone came in here, looked like me and was doing a song about the Reds, I'd be like, dude, 
what's going on? You're not, you know, you're not a Cincinnati guy. So I get all that. So it was, um, but it was crazy. I mean, the blowback was extreme for yeah, a few days. Really? I mean, it was crazy. When like, I read and it was, stuff it was usually yeah. older people, I like the Democrat, usually the younger folks like dug it, but it was like the folks that were like the alumni types. They were well, like, they didn't get it at all. Yeah. Right. And it was like, you're, you know, it's like sacred ground type stuff, you know, and, gotcha. and, and I get, and I get it. And it's like, I'm not, uh, yeah, there's the Reds fan one. Right. Exactly. So I, I get whether, you know, sports are a very personal thing to people and I get it. And, um, but, um, you know, and I just thought it was going to be kind of an afterthought video and it just kind of like went kind of viral there for a few days. And, um, um, but you know, it's, you live and learn, it's all good. You yeah. Know, and it's it. wild what people get mad about over, you know, you, you can never sure. really tell. It's like, you're, you're not going in, in there with any bad intentions. No, not at no. all. It was to honor everything. And it was like, right. I felt hugely honored to be able to even like to be in this, this sacred hall, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, right. it's an amazing franchise and it's got an amazing history, just like, just like the Reds did. So, sure. um, but yeah, but again, I totally get, they actually, last year, one a reporter came out from the Atlantic, which is a big sports thing. And, yep. and they did an yeah. article. He actually came to our show and he was actually at our Ludlow garage show, uh, Sam, I don't know if you knew oh, that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, great guy. And he wrote a really, really nice piece. It was very, very balanced. And, and, you know, he, and to me, it's like amazing. I still see, you know, that was 2010. It's 2022, 12 right. years ago. Not all the time like it was, of course, one time, but every once in a while, I'll still, especially with a, amongst the Notre Dame community, that is, I'll still see some um, some talk about that. And then I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You know, people still talk, but, you know. And I did, like I said, like I, I read the articles and I'm like, wow, he must have really blown it. And I go back and I watch it. And I'm like, this is good like i did I, it's a hype video like it, yeah you're not winning a nobel peace prize like right it was right, just to right. get people psyched for a game yeah, like, get you over know what it is it's, it's like, probably like one guy you know it's just, it's just like that one guy right uh, yeah i get it yeah you know? yeah so anyway i only brought it up only because i thought there was all of that blowback was totally off base and completely wrong and i want people to you know know that the you know the the, the truth behind it all was that it was it was great I mean, so anyway, uh, I, I think I set the record straight tonight. I'm setting the record straight. Right, That's right. What I, well, was doing. I have not nothing but mad respect and mad love for that for that sure. university and everybody that both plays and works there. It's a great, great thing. And and actually, one of the, I think it was right around then the uh, that one of the running backs, um, what was his name? He came back and was talking about how much he liked during that blowback period, which was like not the cool thing to say. Then he came back. He's like, I love it. You know, and stuff. so that was really nice. I was like, thank you. You know, but you know, we, we us musicians need our, our skin thickened a little bit every once in a while. So that was my, uh, that, that, that kind of gave me a little we're sensitive people. We're sensitive yes, people. We are sensitive yeah. people. Our, yeah. our artistic people are sensitive people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so but as it, you guys were just talking about, you know, getting back out into the world, you know, what, what have you been doing? Have you started planning? I mean, I'm sure you got, you do have some gigs coming up, but have you started that process and getting yourselves ready to, to face the world again? Yeah, that's actually right. Perfect transition. George. Right, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it was awesome. Cause that's actually what we do is like, you have right. the tour starts on uh, the 25th, right? Correct. Yes. In Cincinnati here, it's actually the first date is actually the makeup of our new year's Eve show. Our new year's Eve show. Oh, is that the, the funkadelic kiss mashup? It thing? is. Yeah, and we, we had to cancel it because of COVID. It was like literally the day before, cause Cincinnati got a, like a state of emergency thing the day before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so that's the, that's the kickoff, which will be nice starting in Cincinnati. And then, um, and then we head out there mostly, mostly East coast, New York city, we're playing Brooklyn, New York and at Brooklyn bowl and, 
uh, Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware. Then we head to Virginia for a couple of days and then end off on South Carolina. So it's going to be a nice little couple. And I, we've played spotty. I think Sammy could say the same thing. We both, we've all played over the last few months, played little spotty dates here and there, like mm-hmm. a festival here, a club date mm-hmm. here. But, you know, at least for me, I know I haven't gone out for like a solid two week run in a long time. So yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a little bit. Yeah, and I I like I, I always write stuff to the Arts Quest people. I'm always like, hey, can we have them play two shows at Music Fest? One for the the Funkadelic Kiss show, and then one for just a freak bass Sammy oh, Garrett show. Would be, I would love to do that. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be. Awesome. That's what I was saying. I was like, well, how do you pick? Like, just bring them both on and and do them on just separate nights. There we go. Or just have a real long set and we'll do like costume changes and uh, do it like that. too. Uh, can you guys come out in the, uh, my favorite one you did recently was when you came out as squid game. That one was awesome. <laughs> oh, that was great. Was great. Yeah. That was yeah. our, our Thanksgiving show. Yeah, but it that's was right. Thanksgiving. That's right. That was fantastic costume. Yeah. And did you see, I don't know if you guys saw any of the, uh, the SAG awards the other night, the string actors go to awards that yep. squid yep, game yep. won a ton won. of stuff. Yes. It was so cool to see that. Yeah. As it should. It was the so fact, good. Oh, it was great. Yeah. But it's cool to see that. I just love seeing the world shrink. You know, yes. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, in a yes. positive no, way no, that no. we're all connected that kind of way now, but who would have thought a few years ago that, that something from South Korea would, have the kind of impact that it has over here in the United States. It's amazing. Right. And that's even probably speaks to just art is art. Like if it's talent, if it's great, it's going to be great. It's good. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and even for us, like if you told us two years ago, we would be doing something like this. I, I, it would have been foreign to me entirely. Like it wasn't in the cards and yet you kind of roll with it and, and see what happens. And it's been fantastic. Great. Mm -hmm. To talk to, to talk to you from different parts of the world and, and learn more about, you know, all those fantastic things that we wouldn't have been able to connect like that in the past. It just wouldn't happen. Sure. Yeah. So, this, oh, I and- feel the same way with like live shows and like live streaming shows with like no one in the venue or from your home. And mm-hmm. I think it's great because there's a lot of people who like can't make it out to shows. Correct. And yeah. it's amazing that they can watch it from their home and yep. get the same experience and or even just... If you do have people in the venue just live streaming a show, and I, I just think it's I, really, really awesome. The, um, and I'm sure a lot of people do this, but I purchased a for a band that I really liked. You know, they streamed a live concert, and it was in London. There's zero chance. I, I don't know if I would have done that pre-COVID, you know, but I kind of have a, a maybe a different appreciation now. So I purchased mm-hmm. that to watch it. Yeah. From there and, and those options too are nice to, to mm-hmm. have, or yeah, even like, like- Twitch. Or, Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, to to piggyback off of what Sammy said, uh, you know, I've had people even tell me that I hope you continue to do this after even COVID because some people, it doesn't have anything to do with COVID at all. It's like, you know, they may may be a handicap thing or they may not be physically able to go to the venue or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. And so it's nice that this kind of world is, I think this world would have opened up like this anyway, just COVID just sped it up a heck of a lot. And honestly, it's the way you consume your media as well. It's not as much of, you know, 20 years ago, you sit down to watch your programs at five, six and seven, or now it's like, we, we watch YouTube and Twitch. That's what's on our TV a lot of the time. And so it's a different way to consume entertainment and Mm -hmm. and to interact with people that you want to interact with. Yeah. Yeah. And on the same point, um, just real quick, going back to the shows you're doing, you're doing a virtual show on the Relic Studio, correct? There you yeah, go. On exactly. their, their, their Twitch channel, yeah, exactly. Right, on, uh, on the 29th. So is that something, is that free that everyone can watch or can they pay? How does that work? 
I think it's a free. I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure it's free. You just I'm sign on just yeah. on Twitch, it, just like I'm you are now. It's free. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like um, you just have to tune in. There it is. Yeah, yep. so, so you, that's one where everyone who's listening tonight can go and catch an entire, you know, freak-based Sammy Garrett show. Yeah. Um, virtually on on Twitch via the Relic Studio, which I yeah. thought was just incredible. Like that, we need more. Really, we need they have more. A really of that. cool. They have a great studio, and also they told me that that will just like on you do on other Twitch streams, you will actually be interacting with the chat too between songs oh, too. Oh, that is, is even cooler. Yeah. Like exactly. I think that's what's really kind of changed things is that people can feel like they're there and interacting with people, asking a question or sharing something just interesting. I don't know. I, I think it's a really, really cool development of all of that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's great. And I hope I hope like all of this continues and because I, I think it's awesome. And I think it makes like shows and, you know, like talking to us through the Twitch stream makes us more like accessible. And I, I think that's really cool. Totally. I, I agree. And then, it makes it, it, go ahead. I was just going to say the thing that's I think really cool about Twitch too, specifically, I guess all social medias are kind of like this, but specifically Twitch, the chat becomes it's uh, the the community becomes almost as important as the person that is the streamer. So yep. like on like even on my is again, I just haven't been streaming that long, but my the community that we're growing there, mm -hmm. they, they're like you know they speak to each other. It's not just me; they're talking to sure. each other and like, how have you been today? And oh, I'm so glad you're here. And so it becomes like almost this this whole community of people yeah. too, which I think is super cool. We yes. had a couple of your fans come into our stream, and I showed some of those chats while you were playing. Like, and that's, oh, nice! I, I mean, thank you, but like, that's it's a great way. <laughs> that's great. You know, they were like, "Hey, it's our guy. Wait, he's on another channel." We'll, we'll yeah, well, I posted it. We have a Discord, yeah, so I, I posted that we were going to be on the Discord today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, we do this the first week of every month. It could be a Tuesday, yeah. it could be a Wednesday, but we have two artists on the first week of every month. So if you want to tune in and subscribe to us. Um, our goal is to bring uh, your next favorite band. That's kind of what we're trying to do is bring music that maybe you haven't heard of before or a genre you're not typically into, um, but that you might follow us and be like, wait, that's something I back to the point before. I want more of that in my life. I agree. Oh, well, who knows who just, we touched I, tonight that we're like, I'm I need more the, funk band. I'm looking at the chat now for the first time. I, I didn't hit that before. I see Tammy AW Design is yeah, on I, there. I bring, Sammy Eats. Yay. Sammy. Sammy. All right. I remember that very first Sammy. <laughs> and freak based cooks. And freak based cooks. That's right. I did cook <laughs> once on there. It was one I made some vegan chili on there. Yeah. Oh, very cool. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the only thing I can cook too, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, um, well, anything been, else that you yeah. would wanna uh promote? Like did you want to cover anything else, George? No, no, I, I was going to say, like... Yeah, anything else you want to promote? So, obviously, there's the upcoming shows. Oh, you have a new... Al so, you've released eight albums. Is that correct, Freak Base? That sounds about right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't counted. And then you have the latest right. one, uh, Cremaria. Yes, which is an EP of uh, the stuff we did at this label that we've been working with for the last few years called Color Red out of Denver, Colorado, who are just an amazing label, doing some really cool stuff. And, yeah. and um, it's a beautiful vinyl. Um it looks like it is just an absolutely gorgeous play. So um, if you like vinyl, maybe that's a good way to go. But in general, like, again, if you're streaming things, um, definitely tune in, uh, you know, to, to the Freak Bass channel. And, um, you know, there's the the tour coming up with the the Bump Assembly, which is, you know, Sammy and, and, and the rest of the band. And I just think um, people need to, you know, 
find a way to get out and see the shows. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I'm so excited to get out. We're going to be actually performing uh, uh, some of the stuff off of Sammy's upcoming record, too, as well. And, you know, make sure you listen to her song with you. It just came out, you know, about two weeks ago or so. And mm-hmm. her song and video. Yeah, on Valentine's Day. That's right. That's right. I was thinking how short of a month. Feb- February is such a short. February, I, like. It went like, by. Bam. So yeah, I know. Yep. It's over. Yeah. 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 We're but, in March yeah. already. It's out on all streaming platforms. There it is. There you are. There it is. If you follow me on Spotify and Instagram and stuff, you'll be updated about all the tours and shows. And I got some cool Sammy merch for the first time, which is so exciting. Nice. I know. What'd you get? uh, What'd you say? What kind of merch did you get? Ooh, uh, Angie Wilson helped me design it. So we got some shirts. Nice. And some like cool little pouches. Perfect. That you can like put all your little trinkets in. Yep. Everything that you need right in the back. One time at Music Fest for my company, we gave away straws that you could put into your Music Fest mug. I don't know if they would fly now. That's interesting. That's a cool merch item. They were rubber straws and they came with a little carrying case. And I bought like, 500 of them. Oh, I like yeah. that. That's <laughs> dope. Your own personal straw. Yeah. No, it was, I, maybe we'll bring it back. We'll see. Nice. Maybe also, you know, hopefully we get to, if not at Music Fest, which we hope, but, um, you know, this summer, of course, we're, we're looking forward to getting out there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. that's great. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of touring this year. You know, we're doing, we call this obviously the Funk the World Tour Part One. This is just the first leg. We're going to be doing a whole run out west, Colorado, New Mexico, right. uh, that direction. And so we'll be announcing more dates here relatively soon as well. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there's more than just Music Fest around here. There's lots of venues within, whether it's 20 minutes or 40 minutes, you know, like Philadelphia, sure. we can easily get to. Brooklyn, oh, for yeah. the most part, is is easily accessible. So what you already have out there is is doable for the audience. And then if yeah. it is something where we can get you guys to come in a little bit closer, so much, so much the better, especially for music fest. We'd love to have, I, I yeah. hope that falls into place. Me too. It's such, I love that. And you know, it's, it's just such a cool, like I remember the first time we played there and it's just the town itself is just such a, cool looking it's like it's out of a movie and, and i'm as i know it was used in a it was transformers right it's transformers, yeah. Yeah. right yeah wow. well, that's, that's great so yeah it, well again guys thank you so much thank you freak base for playing that was fantastic that's oh thank you awesome. this thank you. did not you know it, it, that was great so thank you so much sammy is a pleasure yeah, follow you on every platform possible. On all the so things. If you go to sammygarrett.com, there's all the stuff there. Yes. <laughs> we and we that. need Sammy merch for sure. Yes. It's it's there. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so Excellent. Right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. And we'll, we'll definitely we'll be in touch. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, one second here. All right. Phil. We did it. It's one hour and 57 minutes and 42 seconds. We nailed it. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I got to go back and watch it. No, th- honestly, that was great. Uh, again, you know, uh, thank you so much to Greg Adams from Tioga for coming on and performing. Yep. Um, you know, is an unreleased song. So you can go back and listen to that. Thank you to Freak Bass and, and Sammy for coming on. That was fantastic for him to, to break down and do that. Um, so great. And, and like you said, we... We do this, what, the first Tuesday? Today's Wednesday, but we try to do it. We're doing it Yeah, the target is the first Tuesday. If the artists need to move it around, we do it. I mean, like, you know, 
we're trying to be accommodating so that we can get the best talent on. Um, we've really got some, to be honest, April, May, and June are kind of already booked out. You don't want to miss it out. So definitely subscribe um, and, and, and make sure that you're tuning in for these. Uh, if you can't make it for the live production for whatever reason, the, the recording is available pretty much right afterwards. We do put out the audio version of it, like uh, through a podcast, which is selections of it. But the this is the really the right medium for 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 enjoying these interviews. So, all right, again, thank you to our sponsors: Arts Quest, Molly's Irish Grill, and Sports Pub in South Bethlehem, and of course, Michael Bernadine with Remax. And thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. Always thank a you, pleasure. George. Thank you again to Greg Adams from Tioga and freak base and sammy and thank you to everybody who is watching and commented this is probably our best our, our most well-attended stream so far Excellent. so we really appreciate it uh, we're looking forward to continuing to do this stuff thank you everybody who watched and have a great evening good night